0: This
1: is Carolotte, and you're tuned into TankTV.com.
0: <laughs> This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm the Wack Man. (laughs) What's up there, Wackerly? You noticed my little nickname I gave you in the forum? Yeah,
1: I noticed you called me that on the forum. I'd
2: never heard it before. The Wack Man? Yeah. I just made it up. It's better than the word I used to call you in the old forum. Pillow <laughs> pants? <laughs> you remember that one? Uh, vaguely. So, uh, Wackerly, uh, how was the weekend? Did you have a good time? It's the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's the Super Bowl. It was like the uh, probably one of the coolest Super Bowl games I think I've ever seen before.
1: I feel like one, It's it ranks alongside one, but I don't remember what that one was. There was another one that was really close, like four or five years ago.
2: Yeah, but almost every time you've ever seen the Super Bowl, it's always like 35-10 or 35-14. It's like, uh, by the fourth quarter, you're like, I'm bored.
1: But you know what the best thing was? <laughs> the ruined, undefeated season.
2: Dude, no, that's why it was <laughs> such a sweet victory. I mean, if you got, I don't know how many people, I know it was the most watched game in NFL history, yeah. but... At the end of that game, it's like, you know, the first three quarters, kind of uneventful, but the fourth quarter, yeah. it was just all action. And the best part about it is Brady, like, d- let a scoring drive with a touchdown, like three minutes left, and oh, they still it looked still like lost. it was over. Yeah, and they still lost. And I think what topped it off for me, I think what made the uh, three hours of, or four hours of NFL viewing time worthwhile was the fact that Bill Belichick... Remember the coach of the uh, New England Patriots? Yeah, He came out at the end, and he looked like he was about to cry. He was, he was just kind of like sitting there, just completely stone-faced. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple good plays. <laughs> <laughs> he was just pissed. Oh, dude, it was so great. And
1: I didn't uh, – it wasn't one of those games that was totally like the tide was turned by a bunch of crappy calls. Like all the calls were pretty good. All the plays were pretty clean. It was like just a solid game.
2: I don't think it would have been a sweet of a victory had they won by like a pass interference call right. or something. Right, yeah. But no, it was it was a great game. I you know I don't know if the game was as good of the sh- as the show that was playing after the Super Bowl on Spike. Did you see that when pets go bad or when animals I saw, animals part, of I saw <laughs> part of it. I saw the dude
1: get his head chomped by the crocodile, which was awesome.
2: It was it was a full grown man?
1: Yeah, he was it. You know, in Florida, of course, one of our favorite states, and he was he's like one of these dudes who has a crocodile show for tourists, where he. Uh, He would, like, open up the crocodile's mouth and, like, shove a stick in there, and the thing would bite the stick. Kind of like the crocodile hunter. Right. And then the finale is he would, like, open it up with his hands and then stick his head in and then pull it back out, obviously. But in this particular instance he didn't get a chance to pull it back out and the crocodile
2: just shut its mouth on his head yeah and i missed that one and
1: like five dudes come out and are trying to and they got a a two by four in there trying to like leverage the mouth open and nothing's happened i can't remember i think one of them finally like jammed something in its did the guy live yeah i mean he's got like massive scarring in his face (laughs) and one of the crocodiles flathead one of the crocodile's teeth ended up like embedded in his ear Oh
2: Jesus! the one The one I saw that was quite entertaining was there was some dude, some Santa Claus who was like sitting there with all the kids, like giving a little like I don't know presentation or something about right. Santa with all the reindeer in the background. And real re-
1: actual reindeer?
2: Yeah, real reindeer. Oh, it was nice. like a big Santa setup. And uh, one of the reindeer just got really pissed and just started just housing him. House <laughs> him. He was rolling around. It was stomping on him. A couple other reindeer came over and just started stomping on him. Was like, like a bowl full of jelly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. He looked like he was an alcoholic. <laughs> so wankerly, one person I know who did not enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Well, I think he watched it, but I know he didn't enjoy it all that much is my buddy Curtis. I think you might have met Curtis before. Yeah, of course. And I, I know I I called you when actually I found out about this. But believe it or not, and I've always thought what I'm about to tell you is urban myth, but believe it or not, Curtis broke his penis this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not bullshitting you. Curtis broke his fractured his penis. Now, I've
1: like I've gotten really bad chafing down there, you know, like when you're alone for an entire weekend and you just go for some marathon whack session. Hence my name, the <laughs> Whack Man.
2: The Whack Man Marathon Whack like, Session. This sounds something like beyond that. Dude, like maybe he had help breaking his dick. It's cringe-inducing. It seriously is. I was – so I found out about it on Sunday because I was calling some people to see if they want to come over for a Super Bowl party. Yeah. And come over and watch the game. And uh, I call him up and I was like, hey, dude, what are you, what are you, what's going on, man? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just got out of the ER. I'm like, emergency room, what happened? And he's like, you're going to laugh. I'm like, well, what do you mean? What happened? You know when someone says you're going to laugh, you're like, okay, you did something stupid. He's like, I broke my dick last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you broke your dick. Yeah. I mean, well, What happened? He broke his dick while having sex with a girl. And I, I, we got to find out the details. But it led me to think about an interesting intro topic for the show here for episode 108 of Sick and Wrong was, what's the most embarrassing thing? Or the worst thing that's ever happened to you during sex. Well, I've
1: never broken any appendages, especially not my dick.
2: Yeah, I've never actually been... Well, you know what? I have been physically injured before.
1: I was on the uh, offending end of one of those typical scenes, you see, where I was having sex with some girl in college and her boyfriend came in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, so she, wait, her boyfriend caught you in the, or her in the act of cheating with you? Right. What did he do? Did he kick your ass?
1: No, he was. I mean, you know who I'm talking about. He was kind of a I, I weasel, do re- I weaselly do dude, the story. and I didn't really feel very bad because nobody really liked him either.
2: Well, so everyone it knows it was just it was just stupid, drunk, and idiotic. knows that we were college roommates like years right. ago, and we live in a house with like a bunch of people. And I remember when this happened because we hated this girl's boyfriend so much <laughs> that when. Wackerly was caught in the act of banging her and the boyfriend walked in, we were all like, uh, so is you right. <laughs> but uh, don't, <laughs> it, don't it, get me it became me... like the universal bitch of the house though? It was great. Yeah,
1: but then don't get me wrong, like, like I wasn't, he wasn't before. I wasn't trying to get at him, like I was just horny and I, I was like attracted the to this. you're and drunk. Attracted to this girl that he was going out with. But
2: I mean, was it coitus and eruptus or did you just compete? continue with the act he kind of was banging at the door for a little (laughs) while and i was like don't open it don't open it and so he opens the door and did he was he like what the fuck
1: no, because you know, he wasn't like that. He was just kind of like a little emo weasel. He's he like, crying, oh, man. <laughs> and then I think he like
2: went back downstairs. And I mean, were you just kind of like, you know what? I'm in mid thrust, looked over and then just continued. I didn't like go down and talk to him. I mean, it, it was like I went somewhere
1: else. And then the next day I saw
2: him and I was like, hey. <laughs> He's like, hey. Hey, what's up, dude? I fucked your girlfriend last night. <laughs> We left it unsaid. So, what about <laughs> did you? It, did it mend the relationship? I mean, did you ever mend the relationship? Or
1: that that guy? I mean, you, how how do I describe it? That guy didn't have any spine. So it wasn't like he was out to get me. After you that, me it was just Billy kind of. Corgan.
2: I don't know why. I always just thought he was like Billy Corgan. Except Billy Corgan like made a super popular pop yeah.
1: music group and has a lot of money. And, and this made guy something was just a loser. Right. Yeah, it was just kind of left unsaid, and he kind of just never said anything but, about it. But that's it the worst thing that's, that's ever
2: happened to you during intercourse?
1: I mean, I, yeah, and I've never, like, shit on somebody accidentally. You never had a girl shit on you? <laughs> I've never... Yeah, there's never been any really. Well, you know, there's a everybody well, has you farted, Everybody you? has farts or yeah. sex that are unexpected.
2: I know girls call them queefs. Yeah, but it's really a fart. No, like, no. they
1: call it a queef because they're like, oh, because your dick's so big, baby, it pushed the air out. But you're like, that was a fucking fart. I could smell it. So well, yeah, like, exactly.
2: It always cracks me up. It's like when my girlfriend queefs, and it's like a loud queef comes out, and it's just like, you know what? That didn't come from your vagina. And it smells like a fart. That's called a fart. It's not called a queef. And it's like, no, no, I queefed. (laughs) And they're like, oh, my God. Like, all nervous and kind of embarrassed about it. It's just like, no, you fart. I know you did. No, you know, it's, yeah, I have probably, in my experience, I think some of the, I know hands down the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But yeah, I've, I've shat before. I remember one time I was getting a blowjob. You know how, like. After a girl gives you a blowjob and she swallows, but she continues to keep doing it. Yeah, it if you got to pee, sensation. you're going to pee. Have you ever noticed <laughs> that?
1: Dude, no. Because
2: there's a switching of the tubes.
1: Right. It's all. It's a series of tubes.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a series <laughs> of tubes, much like the Internet. But it's instead. It's if they keep fucking with your dick after you've already came, and they're still going at it in, in their mouth and everything. The tubes are going to switch over. And if you got to pee, you're going to pee.
1: See, I've never experienced that because as soon as I'm done, I do the whole like Billy Graham Get faith off healer, me. like just right to the head and shove away. Because it's just, it's You're like, like
2: I'm playing Xbox. Yeah, no,
1: no, not because. Well, I do like to play Xbox, but more because like after that moment, it's like the you don't want anything more chafing. It's already now swollen. <laughs> You Jesus, How
2: sensitive is your dick, dude? You Mary. chafe it, whacking off. You chafe it, getting a blowjob. Well, that's why. I think I have abused it. <laughs> I know. I know. Jesus, it's like when people when you have like Michael Jackson skin <laughs> on your cock or something. Nowadays, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but okay. So what I'm saying is, I piss in a couple girls' mouths, and it's been awkward. It's been a awkward.
1: Couple, you never learned your
2: lesson, <laughs> dude. I tell them, I was like, you know what? You got to stop. After you suck, after you swallow, just. Pull it out of your mouth or I'm going to pee in your mouth.
1: Right. Like, pull the rip cord, like you're in, a, you're in an F1 fighter jet and, and you just fly
2: away. But you know what's funny? It's like they always have that same disgusted reaction. It's like, you know, I didn't just fucking throw a turd in your face. It's like a little bit of pee. It's pee. <laughs> and, you know, who cares?
1: So you're not, like, doing, like, the whole contents of a big gulp just like oh no, it's just like a little yeah.
2: piss yeah <laughs> i didn't just, yeah, I did just like wait, empty wait. that and fucking you, two
1: liter and then you shake at the end You just no, it's a little, little pee, bit of pee in their
2: mouth and it's just like they'll never forget it every time it's like yeah i remember that time you peed on me and it's just like you know they never let it go technically but- that was in you not on. The- <laughs> <laughs> it was in your mouth you drank it okay <laughs> yeah it's really funny though when you get really drunk with your friends you bring it up <laughs> Always causes when a When she's there. But no, the, hands down, the worst thing that's ever happened to me during sex, the most embarrassing thing is I just met this girl. I don't want to give her name out, but she was my bitchy ex-girlfriend. And I, I just met her. We were dating for probably only like two weeks. And at the time, I was working as a strip club DJ and doing an inc- copious amounts of blow, too much blow. Right. And I'm one of those people that when I do a lot of blow, like in successive days, I start getting really bad nosebleeds, and they're spontaneous. Like I don't even know when I'm going to get it. I'd be at work talking on the microphone, and all of a sudden my blood, like you know, no blood will start trickling out of my nose.
1: That's why cocaine is such a classy drug. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm
2: really. But some people never get the nosebleeds.
1: A lot of people do, though. You at least get the. If you don't get the nosebleeds, if you're doing it a lot, you get the like red rim around your nose. Everybody's like, "Are you sick? No man. What's up? Wiping of the nose.
2: But, yeah, I would just get these spontaneous nosebleeds. And I remember I just met this girl, and I was trying to hide the fact that it was a bit of a cokehead from her because, (laughs) I don't know, a lot of girls don't find that attractive quality in a man. Right. They like the coke,
1: though.
2: No, they like coke, but when they find out that you're a habitual user of cocaine, they don't like that that much. Not so cool. So, uh, anyway, I was on top of her missionary position. We're going at it. And next thing you know... It it just came out like a torrent of blood, like a tsunami of blood. It just—I snorted out of my nose and just blood, snot, and little bits of cocaine just shot all over her face and chest. (laughs) Oh, dude, it was like a Guar video. I mean, she was covered in blood. She started screaming. Right, and I—there's still more blood pouring out of my nose. Sneeze,
1: or it just. Spontaneously came out
2: No, you know, you're in the act And you're like huffing and snorting and puffing right. And making all those sex noises that uh-huh. that, that uh, we make And yeah, next thing you know I just, I don't know, pumped the vein or something <laughs> And just blood shot out all over her And she screamed, she got up And she's covered in my blood and snot and coke And she runs in the bathroom, shut the door And I'm like, I'm so sorry I didn't even know what to say And then she just ended up going back home
1: <laughs> So how did you smooth that situation
2: over I told her, uh, you know, because I just met her two, you know, two weeks prior. Right. So I told her that I had lots of nosebleeds because of an operation I had a few years oh, ago. Oh, you went
1: for the sympathy. I'm a pathetic little creature. Yeah, I car. said I had an
2: operation on my nose because <laughs> I broke my nose, and then she was like, "Okay," and she was understanding of that. And You're like a cripple. Fine. Like she gave yeah. you. She was your sympathy girlfriend, because she thought you were diseased. You know, I do so much coke, and you did an <laughs> operation. <laughs> but no, seriously, dude, talk about coitus You do so much coke Nothing you... <laughs> ruins the moment more than blowing bloody snot all over your girl's face. It
1: sounds like you did so much coke, you looked like that guy from that game operation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I mean, seriously, what would you rather do? Blow bloody snot over her face, or accidentally shit the bed because you're that wasted? Snot. Yeah, exactly. I think most people would choose that too. But, you know, hands down, the worst thing I think that can possibly ever happen to you during a sexual act is to sustain physical injury. Right. So we're about to get topped. Exactly. So I think we're both about to get topped by Curtis, who has actually sustained a physical injury. And he told me this, and I still kind of call bullshit because I don't understand how you can break your dick. You know, I've I've heard it my dick before. Like I had a girl on top and she bent backwards, weird maneuver and your dick kind of pops a little bit, but it never broke. There's no bone. You can't break your bone. I mean, there's no bone down there.
1: I'm assuming when we're talking about breaking, we're really talking about
2: tearing. You know what? I bet you this girl is huge. I bet you she was. <laughs> so should we ask? Him? Well, let's give him a call. Let's call Curtis here and uh, find out exactly how it is that you can break your fracture your penis. Yes. Hey, Curtis. What's up? Hey, what's going on? It's D. Simon and uh, Lance Wackerly here from Sick and Wrong. How you doing, man?
0: Um, doing a little bit better.
2: You, you're hanging in there. I'm hanging, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, dude, you called me and you told, you sent me an email saying you got out of the ER and you told me that you fractured your penis. I, I need to know. Explain this to me. How is it possible to break your dick?
0: Uh, well, all right. Where do I start? Um, well, we were both drunk.
2: Okay, so you're with a girl. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you weren't just like jerking uh, off. No, no. no. <laughs> you yanked really hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, bumped into bumped into a doorway. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, and so she's on top, and uh, long story short, she's really kind of she's really aggressive. Like we have really aggressive sex, and she was on top, like you know we're going for a while. And so that, wait, wait a
2: second, here. Curtis, is this your girlfriend?
0: No, it's just girl. It's just like friends with benefit. Or okay, so uh friend with
2: benefit kind of partner that you hook up with occasionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. She so was, were you at her house?
0: No, at mine. Okay. So, um, so anyways, so she's not, So we're going at it for a while, and then finally she gets on top, and she's really grinding really, really super, super hard. And
2: uh, Is she a big girl?
0: No, she's, she's well, she's tall and leggy and,
2: you know. But she's not like a 400-pound heifer. No,
0: no, no, she's really, she's got a perfect body, actually. Um, God,
2: she must be strong, though.
0: Yeah, she is, I mean, she works I mean, she's in good shape, she's really tall and thin and, you know, she's got a good body. Anyways, so she's on top grinding and, uh, so, you know, she's. Finishing off, you know, and then then she starts grinding really, really, really super hard, like back and forth a lot.
2: So she was and getting to the point right there.
0: She's getting, to yeah, she's she's, she's about to, to, well, and bust the nut, I guess. No, <laughs> anyway, so,
2: <laughs> can girls do that? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. What would you? She's
2: about to come, right? So well, she was about to so, bust your nut.
0: Trying to think of a creative way of putting it for a girl to come. Anyway, so um, so she kind of, I guess she kind of like. I don't know. We kind of moved around or something. I must, I must have moved, and she must have moved at the wrong time. And she, and she was either grinding forward or backward. And she basically, and it was kind of halfway in. And she, she kind of like bent it, you know, like.
2: So she snapped your cock.
0: Not snap. I mean, there's no bone in there. It's just you know. But I mean, it kind of it, the, all the blood rushes down there and it makes it like a bone. And so what happens is it's all this muscle tissue gets filled up with blood, huh. and that's what makes it hard. And so and it stretches out this. Um, Kind of like the casing inside, not the outside skin, but there's these two things inside. I forget the names of them, but
2: well, you you get you're talking about there's the urethra, and then there's the I don't know the cum tube. <laughs> What's the, that one no, called? No, no no, I think no,
0: no, that's a medical no. term. No, no, there's the urethra, and there's these things. I, there, it starts with it's like CC on the diagrams when I look them up. The CC. Okay. I forget the exact word for it. So you
2: didn't you didn't bend your urethra. You bent. Oh the cum no tube. no that's
0: that's actually flexible. That doesn't. No, there's these two other muscles that are basically that. that basically make your your dick hard, and so, and uh, they're right next to each other, and I guess the urethra, the urethra runs right, I can't even pronounce that word, it runs right below it, and so what happened is, there, it's like, basically like, two. think of it like two sausage casings inside, inside
2: sausage uh, casings, dick,
0: all right, <laughs> and so what happens is, I mean, there's like meat in there, and there's like oil or whatever, so imagine like taking a sausage and bending it enough that it snaps the skin open. And so, what happens is instead of grease coming out, blood comes out, and, it, and you bleed internally.
1: <laughs> so, so, you, do you have a, just a, a black and blue dick right now?
0: Oh, and it's not just the, the whole entire area. I mean, like every It looks like I'm wearing a purple bikini right now. And then plus, your your everything's swelled up like three times the size. Like your balls, your dick, everything just oh. swells up.
2: So, so Curtis, what happened? Basically,
0: all the blood came out and spotted all into the end that area. And so when they, so I had to go into the. I went to the emergency first. I went
2: downstairs. Cause it was well, hurting. Wait, hold hold on one second. When when it actually happened, when it when it bent, were you like get off me, like push her off of you, or I mean, were you like immediately in pain?
0: Yeah, yeah, it hurt, and I was like, ow, oh, and I pulled back, and she's like, and, and it went soft automatically, like, it just instantly went, so, well, from what I remember. I can amazing.
2: imagine your dick being quite pissed about that. But yeah,
0: no, it, it, it must, I mean, maybe it took a minute, I don't know, to get there, but I, was, I noticed that it was kind of, like, not totally hard or anything, and it, it kind of hurt, and and then, um, and she started, she wanted me to go at it again, she didn't realize what happened.
2: Was I mean, she, like, grabbing it? <laughs> Thinking yeah. you're, like, swelling up because you're getting it, hard again?
0: She, she wanted to go at it again, and then, um... And I was like, and I started getting hard, and it started hurting, really like a lot. I mean, especially on the right side, it really hurt a lot.
2: I mean, what did it feel like? Getting punched in the balls, or getting punched oh, like it, in the stomach?
0: It just—I it, it, don't. It,
2: it, it just hurt. fucking hurt. It
0: hurt. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to describe the pain. It hurt a lot. Um. Anyway, so every time it got hard, it started hurting. So finally, like, I went downstairs and googled, you know. Broken penis, fractured penis, whatever. I started looking up, looking it up online, and saw. But
2: a- well, why didn't you go straight to the doctor?
0: Because I didn't. Think, I thought maybe like it's, it'll go away. I didn't realize that what had happened. I didn't realize that that you know blood was it was bleeding internally or anything.
2: But I mean, by this point, did you have like elephant sized balls? You're just. Oh no no, no that
0: took like an hour to happen. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, no no it just it just hurt at first and it was sore and and then I went downstairs to go Google all this stuff and I saw a picture. And it, it was all swollen and like all, like, you know, like a eggplant purple. And
2: oh, Jesus, then I looked,
0: I looked down and mine was just like that in <laughs>
2: what was she, I, what and work. What was the girl I, doing?
0: That's when I decided to go to the emergency. And, I was, and she was passed out at this point. I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the ER and have it checked out. And um, she was, I didn't even show her or anything like that. You know, she just, she was half asleep at that point. I would
2: have seen if they could have fit your, your swollen balls in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Just a first, test? That's the first thing that was
0: on my mind, right? Now. Put it on YouTube.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so how'd you get to the emergency room? You drove yourself?
0: I, I called a cab. I called a cab and went to the emergency room. And finally, after a couple hours, they saw me. And um, What would you
2: say to the doctor?
0: Well, the, the ER staff, half of them hadn't heard of it. And they're like, what? And I, they thought I was messing with them. And I was like, no, it's, it happened. And
2: but I mean, you had to pull your pants down to be like, yeah, check out my junk.
0: Well, not not right when you check yourself in, but eventually a nurse comes and sees you, and she, and then she's she's like, "Wow!" And then, um, so she I guess they called the urologist to
2: she's she's like, "Wow, and, dude, you're on, you're hung like Clifford the Red Dog"? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so the next thing you know, like seven o'clock in the morning, finally the doctor comes in, and uh, and, was, and they they sent me up for CT scans to get an image of it, see where it was ripped or what was going on. I didn't know they
2: could CT scan your dick.
0: Yeah, they so yeah. I mean, basically, you know, just like an MRI or whatever. But did they give you
2: some painkillers, some opiates?
0: Um, I, I was begging for a Percocet, but I, I was already—I was really drunk. So I actually drank more after it happened to get rid of the pain, which is kind of stupid, actually. But
2: yeah, wouldn't that make you bleed more? I
0: don't know. I don't or know. Thin your
2: blood. I,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I was, it was just stupid. So I, I went in there and. I waited around, finally, so they were careful about what they had to give me because, you know, they're like, what did you, did you drink? I'm like, yeah, do you do any drugs? I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> so, anyway, so they want they wanted to be careful and all that. So um, so then finally, uh, you know, they, they put me under, and, you know, like a couple hours later and operated, I woke up. And they put me under general anesthesia, and I woke up, and it was just, ever since then, just discomfort and pain like you can't believe.
2: So, can you pee normally, or, like, how do you sleep? I had, I
0: had to get, like, one of those little hospital urinal things, because it's so swelled up that, like, they, it doesn't shoot straight out when you pee, you know? It just, it's all, like, you know, just, yeah, it just goes everywhere. See, I have to actually pee inside one of those little urinal bottle things, and then pour it in the toilet.
2: Oh, <laughs> geez, I have to do
0: that for a week. Now I can finally go. It's gone down enough that I can go.
2: But what about Uh, when you're sleeping, like do you like crush your balls when you roll over? I had
0: to get a a pillow, a big pillow and shove it, put it between my legs because I can't sleep on my back, I have to sleep on my side and you can't really close your legs completely. So, and and it's, it's a nightmare anyway. So I had to get a pillow and sleep that way with a pillow between my legs so that my legs would crush my balls.
2: Jesus dude, so how long is this going to take to heal?
0: Uh, he said it should take about a month before all the swelling goes down completely, and it's back normal. But he said you can't have any sexual activity, um, beyond that. You have to wait a little while beyond that, because basically, I mean, think about it, if you let a, a little blood rush down there and get it really hard again and use it, um, that can tear that part, because basically what they did is they stay, opened me up, like, on the on the side of my nutsack and went in to operate and got rid of some of the blood clotting, <sighs> and, then all, and then also went in there and repaired, like, that sausage casing, basically, inside, right? He stitched, they stitched <laughs> that part as well to close uh-huh. up so it would stop bleeding and so um, and, and luckily I went in that night some people don't go in until after and the longer you wait the less the chances are that you'll heal completely so he said I went in in enough, in enough time that you know they, they, got, they took care of it in time so hopefully everything should be okay
2: damn dude so did you call the girl up and was like this is your fault oh, this, this, you this, crazy her, bitch
0: the phone was totally her phone was totally dead I couldn't get a hold of her my phone had zero bars in the hospital I couldn't get a hold of her and then um, and by the time I came out of it, it was already Sunday, it was like the, it was, this happened Saturday night, so it was Sunday, like in the PM, by the time I came out of it, from the general anesthesia that they put me under.
2: Man. So. So, I mean, when you called her and told her, was she like, wow, I'm sorry, I broke your dick? she, she
0: kind of freaked out, and she started crying, and she's like, oh my god, I didn't realize it was so bad, and.
2: Dude, uh, she owes you like a year's worth of blowjobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, she totally does. That would be like I you gotta, need to be pay honest, up.
0: Like the last thing on my mind right now.
2: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> yeah, but wait till you've been healing for like a month and you
2: haven't been able to blow your blood. Oh
0: uh, you uh, yeah, yeah. On yeah I'm, I'm going to take that on her. Like,
2: yeah, that's not funny. You're not even able to jerk like, off for like or, a month.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, next time I, have to, I go to the urologist, so I'll ask him. But
2: wow, that um, whole box of porno I was going to send you to for as your recovery gift—I guess I'm going to have yeah, to keep it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can done that to me in a couple months.
2: So so Curtis, is that hands down the most embarrassing, worst thing that's ever happened to you during sex?
0: Uh it's one of. Are <laughs>
2: oh, like, you have something worse?
0: It's the most painful and it's the most embarrassing to tell people. But then I I mean everyone has funny stories, you know. I that's not my funny story. That well, I guess it'll be funny in another month, but uh right now it's not really that funny, even though you're laughing at my expense, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, Curtis, I am Sorry to hear that that happened to you, and I'm amazed, though, that you did prove that this myth was actually true. You can actually break your dick. Yeah. I, ho- I wish you a speedy recovery. Yeah, I, I
0: even sent you a picture.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He sent a picture. Can we put it on the website?
0: No, let me think about that. <laughs>
2: All right, maybe, maybe. well, if you, if you let us put it on the website, maybe we will. I mean, seriously, it looks like Hellboy's cock. He sent me this picture. It's like this red. Cu- uh, it's like it's Maybe disgusting. Maybe put a
0: picture of another one we could find on the web. Because I, mean, I actually, like I said, I saw a picture when I Googled it.
2: All right, we might have to do that, but I don't know. I think the story enough to disgust people. Well, uh, pretty fucked up. Hey, well, thanks for sharing the story. And man, I wish you a speedy recovery. Thanks a lot, man. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Later.
0: Yeah.
2: That is just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought that that could happen.
1: And I don't want to think about it anymore. (laughs) I know. It's just kind of foul. Something he said, though, made me uh, think of something that's happened to me that I didn't recall before. He said that, like, they both shifted at the wrong time. And I've actually head-butted Jicks, like, really hard. <laughs> On purpose? No, no, but not just once. This has happened multiple times, where you both go to move, and, like, in the same direction, just, you don't know that you Accidentally. Both doing... Yeah, is... and just crack heads, like, really hard. That always ends the uh, sex act for me
2: right away. Yeah, I could imagine, because she's kind of dazed. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least then you can flip over and get some anal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I, you know what? My heart goes out to that guy, and I kind of wish that... Uh, I wish his todger a speedy recovery. I mean, could you imagine not even being able to jerk off for like two months? No,
1: it would become <clears> like <throat> a gooey mess down there. So Seriously. you finally got a chance to jerk off. It's going to come out like a, like a what does Bill Hicks call it? Yeah, a like a big hard plastic, dart.
2: like, yeah, cum dart. <laughs> He'll knock the girl out. Right. Seriously, he should make her fucking deal with the... <clears throat> the cum dart. Right yeah, in the no, eye. <laughs> he should make her deal with the cum dart as revenge. <laughs> Well, uh, Wackerly, this is episode 108 here of Sick and Wrong. And a uh, quick recap of last week's episode. If you recall, I did a story about a Mexican serial rapist in Arizona. You did a story about two golf uh, course worker guys who ate some dude's dog. This is in Hawaii. Yeah. And the listener sent in a story about an S&M couple who carried a little bit too far, and the guy ended up electrocuting his wife. Believe it or not, you and the listener both tied with 74 votes apiece, and uh, I came in with a paltry 32. And typically, <clears throat> in this scenario, when the listener ties one of us, the wind goes to the house Yeah, because uh, we usually, you know, we're, we're the ones that host of the show. Right. Well, uh, in this situation, I think I'm going to have to make an exception. The reason being is because Paula, who's submitted countless articles because she really wants a sick and wrong T-shirt... <laughs> But is unwilling to buy one. Yeah, I
1: know. Have we pointed that out? You can
2: buy them? <laughs> but uh, she really wants a sick and wrong t-shirt. The reason she won episode 107 is because she did send us a picture of her cleavage. And quite plus imp- impressive cleavage, I must say. Yeah. she. I mean, she described her uh, bust as being bodacious. I don't know, dude. She came I, through. I don't think that was an exaggeration. She on that promise. Yeah, so um, you know what? Because she emailed us a picture of her tits... I'm gonna to have to declare her the winner of episode 107, and we owe her sick and wrong care package. I'm fine with that. And uh, you know what? To to uh, further you know strengthen my resolve here to give her the win, she also not only emailed us a picture of her tits, she posted a picture of her tits on the brand new sick and wrong forum. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. I'm seriously, to the uh, elation of all the sick and wrong uh, adolescents that yeah, go on there. They
1: went nuts.
2: <laughs> By the way, the sick and wrong forum issue is now completely resolved. Remember uh, last week we were talking about how the old forum had to be taken down and then we didn't know what we were going to do? Well, uh, yeah,
1: I was utterly confused even after the show.
2: You know, I didn't really know what the, you know, I didn't really know what was going on with the whole forum. I didn't know, like, that, uh, there was a whole issue with swearing, and it had to be taken down, mainly because I think I wasn't checking my emails. <laughs> but uh, he had sent—Die Hard had sent probably about, like, 50 emails about it, and I think I just kind of overlooked it. So what did he, you
1: make your two—you committed to making two posts a week to the— I uh, made four. Nice.
2: So uh diehard pulled through, big up to Die Hard, and he made this new and improved Sick and Wrong forum. Uh, you can swear as much as you want. There are no censored words— Hacking is allowed, racism is allowed, and a whole lot of other shit. They're going to be happy, so go check it out. I think the Sick and Wrong fans will enjoy. I have to say... No censorship.
1: I don't want to be... uh, Sound ungrateful or anything, but the colors... You know, it's like blue background with red text on the front. I don't know if I, I might, maybe I'm colorblind. Dude, you're nitpicking. It's just very, kind of difficult to read.
2: You just don't like the colors. <laughs> maybe I'm or colorblind. Do you want it pink and yellow? No,
1: just a more contrast. So you, you're not like you don't your brain doesn't
2: explode while you're trying to look at this thing. I don't know. I don't find it that hard to read. Right. We'll see what people say. I guess I'm just a whiny Did bitch. Did you put a link up to the uh, new form, though, on the uh, website? Yeah, now the correct link is up. Uh, if you don't know, it's sickandwrong.proboard75.com. And, uh, yeah, go check it out. There's You can go see a picture of uh, Paula's tits, the uh, winner here of episode 107.
1: That's worth the price of admission alone, And you can right also there.
2: read that ongoing issue about – where they're debating our belching on the show. Have you heard about this? Did you read that? Yeah, it cr- it cracks me up. There's a whole like forum topic devoted to our belching, whereas I guess a lot of people want us to belch again.
1: Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I don't think we need to go back down that path until the discussion has been finalized. Exactly. So it's still w- ongoing.
2: Go get in on the debate at the Sickerong forum. You can access it through our website or go to sickerong.probird75.com. And uh, thank you, Diehard, for putting that up. Well, Wackerly, uh, we got to move on here with the show. It's episode 108. People, you know the way Stick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with the listener. And uh, you can submit an article at and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. I believe you started the show last week. So let me start off episode 108 with uh, my story. <laughs> We probably had about three people sending this story, but I have to claim squatters' rights. I found it first, and I know uh, I knew it was a, it was going to be a very popular story amongst the listeners. Don't mean to take it from you, but uh, snooze, <laughs> you lose.
1: Well, you are scouring the internet at all times of day for these. Yeah, of so stuff. I so, see this stuff.
2: Yeah, but I mean, still, it's inevitable that they're going to send in the right the same article, right? But it's also very hard for them to get it before you get it. But you know what, though, I must give kudos. I mean, you got to commend their taste here because it's a damn good article. Let's Mentally disabled women used in bombings in Iraq. So, this, is, this whole story is about the new fearsome weapon of uh, Iraqi insurgents in Iraq. Oh, because I, yeah.
1: I mean, I know that there's been like funding shortages with the U.S. military. I thought maybe this was. A
2: No, this isn't the U.S. This is the other side? this is uh, the Iraqi insurgents. Fair enough. This is their new weapon. You know how they've been using the dirty bombs? Yeah. And uh, what were those? The explosive (laughs) devices? What were those called?
1: The pube-covered
2: explosive device. (laughs) The lint uh, rocket. It's all, like, (laughs) filthy stuff. But uh, you know what? They've uh, actually got a new fearsome weapon in their arsenal. tar bombs. (laughs) Seriously, dude. Completely unsuspecting. You'd have no idea that this weapon... It's its probably the most, like, furtive weapon that you can have in your arsenal. No one's ever going to suspect that that retard over there, walking around in circles, you know, looking at the desert sand and smiling at the camels... No one's ever going to suspect that she's strapped with explosives.
1: But... I think at that point, when you're about to explode uh, a, a bomb strapped to your chest, you have to kind of have some cunning and, uh, what's the word, subterfuge, you know? You don't you need subterfuge if you're a retard bomb. Well, you can't be, like, pulling up your shirt and going, look at my nipples, <laughs> <laughs>
2: if there's a bomb down there. That's what I'm saying. But you know what the... Gar-
1: well, retarded people aren't very um, subtle. They're not, I they're they're not that dependable. I not that yeah. Right. But
2: they take directions. I mean, look at it. How many retarded people you know that work at Taco Bell? They, view, know yeah, they know how to fold the burrito. They know where to put the trays. Okay. So it's like you strap one full of explosive devices, and you're like, walk straight and stop. And wave, and then I'll explode you. You know? <laughs> That's they, the other thing. They can't use the button, right? Detonated remotely. Okay. Remote detonator. But let me get on here. So this happened in Baghdad. Uh, this past week, two women described as mentally disabled and strapped with remote control explosives... And, uh, using suicide bombers brought Carnage Friday to two pet bazaars, killing 91 people in the deadliest day since Washington flooded the Capitol with extra troops last spring.
1: You know, retarded people love pets, <laughs> So that was probably a good a good application for that technology. Well, you know what I think is
2: interesting, too? It's a pet fair or it's like a dog show? It's a pet bazaar. No, it's like a big open market. Oh, like, you buy open dogs market. and but cockatiels what is, and what cats. What kind of pets do they have in a rocky bazaar? I picture like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember when he was walking through that like big open market and yeah. there's like monkeys you could buy yeah but those are all food Leopards. <laughs> yeah. well dude I mean pets are food here in yeah, Iraq right.
1: no, I have those big camel spiders You remember seeing those pictures oh yeah, the they had the,
2: yeah they had that stuff too so I wonder if they just had these big open markets you go in there by a dog for that you can later eat yeah Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think so. Well, apparently they're quite popular in Baghdad, and a lot of people are going there, and that's why it was chosen as a target for suicide bombing. Uh, Brigadier General Qasim Masawi, Iraq's chief military spokesman, said that the women had Down syndrome and may not have known that they were on a suicide mission. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they had any idea. (laughs) You know, seriously, it's like they're walking around, you know, dirk a dirk. You know, just dirt going around. They don't know where they're going. And uh, yeah, meanwhile, they're, they think they're going to go pet the monkey. Right. And you're walking through the bazaar, and next not, thing you know, explode. And not to get too
1: Boom. serious, but you know what they do with normal, non-retarded suicide bombers is they like indoctrin- indoctrinate them with all kinds of religious belief and fervor, and like talk <laughs> about you know, oh, your brother died because of this, and you're going to go like, forty
2: virgins, yeah, to avenge you in heaven. him, and then
1: you're going to get forty virgins. But it's kind of like deep theosophical ideas that yeah you know, they ram down this guy's head, but can you yeah, really? Yeah, no.
2: There's a, a warp theology, that, but can uh...
1: you really do that with a retard? Or is it like if you go blow yourself up, you're going to see Barney? <laughs> Barney right. will come and play <laughs> with you. I think it's
2: like you take a pack of M and M's, you blow <laughs> yourself up, you get this up in heaven, all the M and M's you want. You know, <laughs> okay. it's a simpler religious <laughs> structure, It's religious, a structure. religious like mind warping technique. Okay. But it's uh, you know, faster too. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, the uh, military spokesman said he gave no further details on how authorities pieced together the evidence. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Use the term pieced. He also said bombs were de- uh, that were detonated by remote control. So remote control tar bombs were used here. The coordinated blasts, coming 20 minutes apart in different parts of the city, reinforced U.S. claims uh, that Al Qaeda in Iraq may be becoming increasingly desperate. And running short of able-bodied men, willing or available for such missions. <laughs> you know, you know what cracks me up about this is, you know, those dudes are like, "All right, you blew up my two older brothers." It gets down by this point. It's like what? It's, it's the sixth year of the war, seventh right. year. And You know that dude's like, "Nah, man, I'm not doing that shit. There's no fucking virgins up there. <laughs> I don't buy that shit. Here, take my retarded sister, because <laughs> we don't need her anyway." <laughs> Uh, but these attacks also served as a reminder that Iraqi insurgents are constantly shifting their strategies in attempts to unravel recent security gains around the country. I like how <laughs> so they... that implies that,
1: yeah, in, con- in tr- contrast to what you just said, that, like, this is all they can get, th- that implies that, like, this is their new plan. They planned plan this yeah, out, yeah. yeah. Oh, now we're going to use retarded people because, you know— The American guard in the market isn't gonna stop a retarded person. It's just gonna be like, okay, yeah, whatever, go by.
2: It's like maybe they
1: could use eighty-year-old ladies too.
2: Yeah, it's like okay, the IEDs aren't working. (laughs) I have a new idea. We're going to use retards, (laughs) Tard bombs. And they're like, oh, Durka Durka. (laughs) And everyone's like, yeah, it's amazing. He came up with the tar bomb technique. Apparently it worked pretty good. (laughs) Uh, The twin attacks attacks at the pet markets, however, could mark a disturbing use of unknowing agents of death. I think that's the journalist term for tar bomb, Mm -hmm. unknowing agents of death. But I mean, seriously, dude, who would suspect some Down syndrome girl of walking around, you know, being strapped with explosives? You wouldn't. Exactly. Unless,
1: like I said, you know they they lift up their shirt to show you their nipples, which sometimes retarded people do.
2: Yeah, they do do that. Uh, So in Washington, Secretary of State here, Condoleezza Rice, said the bombings prove that Al-Qaeda is the most brutal and bankrupt of movements and will strengthen Iraqi resolve to reject terrorism. I think they'll either do that or they'll show the Iraqis that there's another good way to get rid of retarded people.
1: Or it's just going to have this um, effect where retarded people are going to be even more ostracized than they are now. <laughs> like, no, they're just going to be
2: reared to be used as bombs.
1: No. Oh, well, I mean, you're thinking on the side of the Al-Qaeda people. Now think about the side. If you're just a normal dude who lives in Iraq, I mean, sorry. sorry that you're li- No, sorry <laughs> that your life sucks, but you're walking down the street and this retarded person starts walking towards you. You're going to turn it around and run your ass off the other way, at least cross the street,
2: right? Well, yeah, you're going to be scared. That's you're going to be like, sure. hey, man, get the fuck away from me. But I mean, what do they do with Iraqi Tards anyway? I mean, do they have McDonald's that the Tards work at? I like, think do they, they, have they bag McDonald's. groceries. I don't know if they bag
1: groceries because it's all the uh, open they bathe air, air the markets.
2: Camels, I, I, I have no idea.
1: Camel bather, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm not that's sure. That's probably a good job for them. So uh, police said that the women, one of the women that was wearing the bomb sold cream in the mornings at the market and was known to locals as, quote-unquote, the crazy lady. So I think everyone's like, oh, it's just the crazy lady. She's screaming about that bomb strapped to her chest. So no she's a cream salesman. Me. You just answered your question. Yeah, she's a cream salesman. So I guess <laughs> that's, she, I guess that's what retards do there. The Pep bazaar has been bombed repeatedly. But with uh, violence declining in the capital, the market had regained popularity as a shopping district and uh, placed a stroll on Fridays, which is the Muslim Day of Prayer. (laughs) How does that happen? I, you know, like, I don't Yeah, know. they
1: used to have, you know, people used to get their asses blown to smithereens down there on a daily basis. That was like a year ago, though. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> down there again.
2: I know. It's just like...
1: Because <laughs> now the the whole country's so much more peaceful, we could probably go down there.
2: It's only been bombed like 50 times. Yeah,
1: and that was a while back. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks without a big bomb there.
2: So the U.S. military issued a statement that shared the outrage of the Iraqi people. We condemn the brutal enemy responsible for these attacks. Which bear the hallmarks of being carried out by Al Qaeda in Iraq. I guess they say even the use of handicapped in suicide bombings is not unprecedented in Iraq. In 2005, um, insurgents used a disabled child in a wheelchair in a suicide attack on election day.
1: And that, that I don't understand that either. Why don't if you get, if you have the wheelchair, why don't you just put the bomb in the wheelchair without the kid and just like shove it down a hill? With the bazaar at the bottom. Well,
2: what I don't understand, it's like, you know, you might be handicapped, but you're not retarded. You know they're strapping a bomb (laughs) on you.
1: Well, he's probably, you know, he's probably of the school that thought he was going to get the 40 virgins. All the virgins The 40 virgins and some working legs. (laughs) added... uh...
2: The worst type of brainwash there can be. (laughs) False hope. False hope. It's the worst thing. So on the sick and wrong star scale, Jesus Christ, dude, they're using retarded people as human explosives i mean people that they i mean at least when they use able-bodied suicide bombers these people feel like they're being valiant like they feel there's valor in what they're doing in their actions they're actually going up there exploding for their cause retarded people they have no idea no. these retarded people think they're gonna go yeah pet the monkey they think they're gonna go play and dance around it's you know this is like pure exploitation
1: yeah, I still would love to get a transcript of what, I'm giving the, it five stars. what the promises were. I give it a five as well.
2: All right. What do you have here for uh, episode 108 there, actually.
1: So, you know, it's like Mardi Gras time, I guess, right? Is it Mardi Gras Carnival. Is Carnival the same thing as Mardi Gras? No, Mardi
2: Gras is in New Orleans. Carnival is in Brazil. But
1: it's the same time of year, right? So my story does come from Brazil. Yeah,
2: it's like they're both in February, aren't they?
1: Um, Well, it's right now. Yeah, so I guess it is. Um, And, you know, like in Brazil, they really do it up. It's like a big fucking deal and they all go crazy and they've all got their tits out and they're eating all kinds of food and drinking, getting wasted. Um. Apparently, there's like a lot of parades, which also makes sense, right? Yeah. You've been, well, you've been to Fantasy Fest in in Miami, haven't you?
2: I you know. I saw Fantasy Fantasy Fest in the Key same West. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, not Miami. Key West. bunch of people walking around, half naked, beads everywhere. Well, lots of Jimmy to Jimmy Buffett.
1: Listen to this though. In Brazil, this thing goes on for five days, and like you said, starts February first and goes, I guess, till the sixth.
2: You know, I've never been to it, but I've heard it's a great time.
1: I don't know. Listen to this, though. Rio's top 12 somber groups, known as schools, who cares, uh, they each per- present an 80-minute parade featuring hundreds of drummers and dancers and a bunch of floats. But do the math here. There's 12 of these groups. Each one does an 80-minute parade. If I do the multiplication correctly, that's 16 hours of parade. Yeah, but aren't the parades going
2: on at the same time in different areas? I don't know. It's but still yeah, a, lot a, a lot of it's parade. It's like how much parade can you take? I don't even like about parades 15 that minutes. much. Yeah. But I heard there's lots of chicks with their tits hanging out.
1: Yeah, so it's I guess it's kind of a combination between parade and strip club. Which Plenty may... of opportunity
2: to fracture your penis.
1: Yeah. Um, well, something happened this year, uh, and I don't know if you've heard about it, but this probably strikes close to home for you. Um, one of the groups decided that it would be appropriate to make a Concentration camp slash Hitler float.
2: <laughs> Wait a second. So the groups make their own floats?
1: Yeah, there is a bunch of floats, oh, and the they floats usually have the a theme. Um, but uh, this year, the city of Rio de Janeiro, which is the big city down in Brazil, had to ban a samba group from entering a Holocaust-inspired float. Uh, the float consisted why of a...
2: <laughs> why? They do a ho- what, what? How? What? Like how is a Holocaust-inspired float festive in any way? That's what I want to understand. I'll get to that. Unless you're like a (laughs) (laughs) neo-Nazi. Yeah, well, there it's kind of an obvious answer, but
1: it's more complicated than that here. Uh, But I'll get to it. Um, Just in case you were curious, the float consisted of a pile of atrophied concentration camp victims at its base.
2: So just a big pile of
1: emaciated bodies. Yeah, let me point out that you know they're made of paper mache <laughs> although <laughs> the, this article doesn't really point that out. It's not like a real pile of rotting... I thought it was like rotting... the Brazilian poor. No, no, it's not a real pile of rotting corpses. There's a picture, though. It's kind oh, of...
2: okay, well, you know, we're going to have to put that picture on the to site. Me. That's pretty cool.
1: And uh, get this, that's kind of just the beginning. The, to top it off, literally, the float was to be accompanied by a dancer... Dressed as Adolf Hitler, who was dancing on top of this huge pile of corpses. Which, now remember, this is a float, so it's being dragged down the street slowly. <laughs> it's probably 50 feet long by about 15 feet wide. Um, so there you go. And so it's a Brazilian Hitler. <laughs> a Brazilian Hitler float. And wasn't that, have you ever seen the movie The Boys from Brazil? Now. It's got Gregory Peck in it, and it's about a bunch of Nazis who escape Germany, and they go live in Brazil in hiding. It's kind of cool. There's a great scene at the end where, like, these Doberman pinchers, like, rip Gregory Peck to shreds. (laughs) It's awesome.
2: So, But what I don't understand, who sponsored this? Whose idea was it? Like, who thought this would be a good idea? Hey, you know what? Let's make a Hitler float. The
1: Holocaust float was part uh, of—there's a samba group. And and like I said, it's one of the 12 top ones. So this isn't some, like—
2: it's, oh, so they had other contestants. You'd that think were vying this isn't this, this isn't some neo Nazi
1: mole group that's just like, oh, we're gonna say we're a samba group and have this Hitler float. It's like one of the top twelve samba groups. <laughs> they their whole eighty minute parade had a theme, and it was called quote, It Gives You Goosebumps. <laughs> and the guy who's in charge, Luisa dos Santos, uh, or Lucia dos Santos, says, uh, it's about all the wonderful and terrible things that make your hair stand on end. <laughs> they had monsters and uh there was dancers uh dressed like the alien from those H.R. Geiger alien movies. Ridley Scott, I guess. So they're
2: going for shock value here. Um there were
1: like there was like a Chucky float, an exorcist float. Child's play. I don't really understand this, but other floats depicted kissing and tongues. Um, like I said, as well as uh, characters from horror movies like the Possessed Regan from The Exorcist.
2: Um, that actually sounds kind of cool.
1: Now, this is kind of funny. So the courts got involved and were like, you can't have a dead Jew Hitler <laughs> plot, okay? <laughs> and instead of being like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, the group took went to court and, like, defended their actions. Um, or do they, they
2: have freedom of speech
1: in Brazil? Yeah, well, well, some sort. I guess this was sort of uh, squashed in this case. But Duro, who I think is, like, the lawyer for these guys, uh, or no, that's the name of the group, they lost in court on January 31st. So it was right down to the wire, like, that's, you know, the parade was going to start a couple of days after that, as Judge Juliana Kallicksteim. Sounds like a Jewish judge, which is not what you want to be up against. Not the
2: person you want trying your case.
1: No. Uh, She cited a a Rio de Janeiro – or sorry, Brazilian federal law against Nazi propaganda and racism. Like I said, Brazil has this – sort of connection with Nazism because they think Brazil
2: and Argentina a lot of yeah, Nazis yeah they think escaped. a lot of the Nazis escaped yeah. there
1: flying KLM uh, the judge uh, blah 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 gave them a bunch of warnings and told them if they did put the float in the parade they'd be fined 200,000 Reais R-E-A-I-S I guess that's how you say that and get this 50,000 Reais for each dancer dressed as Hitler <laughs> So maybe they're going to have more than one Hitler dancer, which seems kind of creatively boring to me.
2: Yeah, but if you think about it, though, I bet you they had substitute Hitlers. So it's like if you're sitting there dancing, 16 hours is a long time to dance on top of a pile of bodies. That's true. But yeah, I would you think you'd be like uh
1: Hitler number two. But wouldn't it be more interesting if you like had Hitler and then Goebbels and then uh I don't know, Rommel. Yeah, a, <laughs> Who a couple the of, the <laughs> of the other Nazis.
2: Some of the big hitters. Need the heavy hitters. <laughs> Dr. Mengele comes out. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh um, yeah, no, I think it would have made it more interesting. So
1: I'm gonna get to the end of this pretty soon here, but I think there's a couple more funny things. Uh they, the group didn't accept the court decision without protest. You know, they said, uh, oh, in place of this, this float, they're going to have a different float, which is going to carry a bunch of protesters dressed in white tunics with gags over their mouths uh, and a sign that says, the future cannot be built by burying history. So I don't think they understand the purpose of a like fun parade and like watching the History Channel. I mean, you can Dude, watch we... the History Channel and see like hour upon hour of documentaries about the Dude, Holocaust. The people
2: from Berkeley would almost do something like this. Right. You know what I'm talking about? The self-righteous, like self-important, you know, I'm going to represent my cause no matter how deluded I am, you know, or how <laughs> skewed my reasoning is. Yeah.
1: Um, but do you really think that the government should have said you can't do this or, or how do you I'm feel all about, about that? freedom
2: of speech and I would have loved to have seen that yeah, the article, personally. Yeah, the article
1: goes on to say like this float was not a, a, a successful concept Unlike, you know, Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator or that Mel Brooks movie, The Producers... Because blah, blah, blah. And they go into all these reasons that like why. Well,
2: they, they're saying this but is really, offensive and right, bad
1: taste. Right. But it, it really didn't even it wasn't given the chance to succeed or fail. It was just squashed by the government. I do wonder how it would have been in a received by the people. I assume it would have been booed. I would hope. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I hope everybody wouldn't like point their fist out in the air in the Heil Hitler yeah, salute. Just a
2: Heil. That, would, that would be a scary. <laughs> Resounding Zieg Heil That would in the be crowd. a scary portent. So, um, on the sick and wrong scale, what are you giving this? I don't know. It's not really a typical... It's a tough one to, ju- a typical to story. judge here.
1: Um, there's not really any real violence, but uh, something is broken in these, this Samba group's head. I'm um, going to give it a three. Wow. Your your father would just disown you right well, now.
2: Dude, you know what? I, I firmly believe that you need to support freedom of speech. And I'm saying if someone wants to do this, you might be offended. Go... Close your eyes and all let right. the float go by. Yeah, but I'm not going to score
1: it based on like what the government thought about it, or even if it would have went on. What the uh, crowd Just reaction would have been. Just the fact that and there's pictures of it. They actually built this thing and like probably had the dances, the Hitler dances, all like choreographed. choreographed. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a four.
2: All right, we'll see what the It's Definitely audience unique has to and uh, new concept, the Hitler float. Yeah, very interesting, Hitler float. Almost a good name for an album. We'll see what the uh, how the listening audience would rate this I story wonder, here.
1: Just one more point. I, you know this thing exists. You can see the picture. I wonder how much it's going to go for on eBay.
0: <laughs> Quite a bit. How many I would arrays? bet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't Brazilian know. eBay. <laughs> well, I wonder if uh, the dude who didn't even get to enter the float. It's like sitting in his. You know his driveway now and his wife's like you know what get that hideous thing out of our driveway
1: <laughs> his wife
2: and all his neighbors <laughs> like oh please baby <laughs> and now, moving all, on all the burrows don't know where to go because the the Hitler flow is taking <laughs> yeah. all the space up the
1: wooden wagon wheels on it are, are rotting and being eaten by termites
2: well the listener's submission this week uh, comes from Wales a story from Wales it was sent in by DC he says how's it going you pair of sick fucks This is DC Turner from Bristol in the shitty, rainy UK. I was trawling through the BBC headlines this morning, chanced upon yet another gem from Wales. And he's uh, from Wales himself, he's saying, right? Yeah. Okay. So he sends this article. He says, what the fuck is wrong with Welsh people? I only live 20 minutes away. It's like the fucked up conjoined, deformed twin that should have been surgically removed from England at birth.
1: Do you think, I don't want to interrupt, but you know how, like, jewish people are, are historically or whatever culturally supposed to be like self-hating or something you hear that
2: well self loathing jews yeah yeah
1: but it sounds from the people that listen to the show that like the welsh are in the running for that they're gunning well, for this that this guy's from bristol
2: i oh. think they just hate the, the people who live in wales but
1: i feel like we get a lot of submissions from welsh people who are it's like fucking, welsh well, i fucking
2: hate wales and all the people are ugly and i hate myself yeah, no, there's a lot of Welsh bashing. By Welsh people. By Welsh people, yeah. And
1: probably by others that we think well, are dude, Welsh, but we're just too stupid to a know picture the difference. Of those chicks.
2: Yeah, you're right. The buck tea sicking out. Like yeah, weighed like stash's. 400 pounds, all pasty. The busted. <laughs> God, I'd hate myself too. Especially if I was fucking one of them. Uh, he says, Your podcast is great. I listen to it at work, and people keep asking me what I'm laughing at. I have to make something up. Keep up the shit work and keep belching, please. Huh? I. He says, uh, by the way, I think you should change the name of the podcast to Sick Ranon, just so that Bob Madigan can fucking pronounce it. That's a good point. I think that is a good point. <laughs> sick and Ron Sick Ranon. <laughs> sick Ranon. That's what right. he says, Sick Ranon. Uh, so uh, his story here says Man hid dead wife in a barrel. A man killed his wife and hid her remains in a barrel in his garden for 23 years. Frederick Boyle, fifty-eight years old, is originally from—I um, don't even want to pronounce this—but it's like Peter Peterston, Super Eli, Vale of Glamorgan. I guess he's in <laughs> Wales. I don't know what the fuck kind of Welsh town Seriously. that is. Uh, he told people his wife Edwina had run off with another man. That's a pretty name. Yeah, I mean, she's really pretty, attractive. I could, I could picture it to be another hot Welsh chick. Hot Edwina. I think I would have killed her too. But her dismembered body was found by her son-in-law during a household cleanup in Melbourne, Australia, where the couple had emigrated. Uh, Mr. Boyle is now currently on trial. He denies the murder. The court was told Mrs. Boyle, then age 30, went missing in 1983 from the home she shared with her husband and two young daughters, Carissa and Sharon. Mr. Boyle uh, claimed she had ran off with a truck driver called Ray, but... Her remains were found in a 2006 in, 2006 in a 44-gallon drum kept at the family home, which I find kind of odd. So this dude didn't even try to dispose the corpse. He just put her remains in a drum and just kept it in his backyard for 23 years.
1: Yeah, you'd think he'd want to bury it or try and throw it in the garbage can or something. I mean,
2: don't you remember that story of the Telltale Heart? Yeah. Does this guy not have a conscience? He probably just doesn't read. (laughs) (laughs) He is from Wales, isn't he? Uh, Giving evidence here, Michael Haggerty, who was uh, Carissa, one of the daughter's former husbands, said he became suspicious after first noticing the container in the Boyle's back garden in 1990. He said it gave me chills, and I was positive I knew what was in it. For 16 years... I thought Carissa's mom was in that drum until finally I opened the barrel and found out what was in it. Wait, this is the neighbor or the son? No, this is uh, the, the son daughter's in-law. ex-husband. So, ex-son-in-law. Yeah, ex-son-in-law. And I guess he was he must still be friends with the family and he was. not the father. Anymore. Not the father anymore, that's for sure. But
1: as fucked up as it is to murder your wife and put her in a barrel and leave her in the backyard. Isn't it a little fucked up to be married to some chick and think that her mother murdered? Sorry, her father murdered her mother and put the body in the barrel and not and open never the be barrel? like you know. I really think oh, there's a body in that barrel and never like go further than that. Yeah, you know. But I wonder if that's he was, a little fucked up. In I wonder its if he's always
2: bringing it up when he's drunk on Fosters because <laughs> they're living in Australia and he's like talking to his wife. You know, what? I bet your mummy's in that barrel. Yeah, and, and she's like, oh, shut up.
1: That doesn't sound very pro- plausible because all it takes is a couple more fosters <laughs> and, and you're back and there with, open a, the with a crowbar
2: <laughs> opening the barrel. But for 16 years, he didn't open the barrel. Yeah, that's weird to me. Until uh, finally, he did open the barrel. He found women's clothes, including underwear and a large... Hessian bag, which I don't quite understand what a Hessian bag is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Hessian means something in the States. In California, Hessian's white trash. Well, but even
1: in the Midwest, too, right? But I think yeah. it means something. I think it's like Prussia was Hessian. Hushin, Hessian people, you know, it's like a region of Europe.
2: Well, when he looked inside the Hessian bag here, he said he pulled out what appeared to be a pelvis and a human leg bone. He continued to look through the bag and found a human skull. Uh, the remains in the bag were later identified as that of Edwina Boyle. All
1: right. To go back to this barrel thing, though, did he ever ask
2: the father what was in the barrel? Like, hey, what's, what was that barrel back there for? <laughs> hey, mate. What's in the barrel? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he ever brought it up. <laughs> never, I know he never, never thought just a ask. barrel. <laughs> he was just back there for 16 years. He suspected something was in the barrel. Yeah, But you never actually It's an ornament, it. mate. <laughs> Ornamental <laughs> barrel in my backyard. Uh, some people have lawn, you know, <laughs> lawn gnomes, garden gnomes. I have a, a bird barrel. A bath. <laughs> it's my barrel. Um, uh, Miss, Miss Boyle here, uh, the daughter of the mother, said that within days of her mother disappearing, uh, the father's mistress moved in with a family and stayed there for seven years. Uh, the court was also told that the family moved to a caravan park, which I think is a trailer park. Yeah. Caravan park must be an Australian <laughs> term for it. And then to another house during the last two decades, always taking the barrel with them. Did the father's <laughs> mistress wonder what was in the barrel? Or she probably knew. I think she learned at that point not to ask any questions. Don't never ask a question but about I the barrel. what I think is funny is just like, go grab the barrel, love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just like yeah. making the daughter move the barrel. <laughs> Every time they move, two decades with the barrel.
1: Is there anything in the barrel besides the body, like
2: sulfuric acid or something? Or is it just they, water? You know, the... I don't know if it just deteriorated. He had the remains in the Hessian bag and it just decomposed. And there was no ghost or anything. There was no,
1: it wasn't a haunted barrel. See, this just destroys all my faith in the supernatural. Yeah. There's a barrel with your mom in it and you never realize.
2: Yeah, but dude, and I she mean, she never,
1: for... she never's haunting the bathroom or making you fucking lift your feet up while she's vacuuming yeah, as moms are want to
2: do. Which of I hate. any house to be, uh, seriously, of any house to be haunted, it'd have to be that one.
1: And it wasn't, so all that shit's bullshit. Yeah. Case
2: closed. Poltergeist, bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. Well, on the sick and wrong scale, I mean, the guy's been carrying around a barrel with his dead wife's remains in it for 23 years. I'm giving it a five. I'm giving it a five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it. Why'd I have to go with
2: the Hitler float this week? <laughs> we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go cast your vote. com.
1: I got to say, I don't think my story stacks up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it doesn't story... stack
2: up as high as the Jewish corpses you gotta on got to give it float. points, though, for originality. How many have you ever right. heard of a Hitler float? <laughs> we'll see.
1: Why don't you check out the new Sick and Wrong Forum,
0: sickandwrongpodcast.com.
2: Well, uh, actually, we're nearing the end of the show, and uh, as usual, we tend to get the listener email, and uh, we also have a few voicemails to play from the Sick and Wrong uh, hotline. Well, let me get through a couple of emails here, and um, then we can move on to some of the voicemails. So we got an email from uh, this guy Daniel here. He says, hi, guys. I haven't voted in a while. I took a break over Christmas and then had to catch up, but now I'm all up to date. I work on the web and I idly looked at the code behind this voting form. It's a form two mail from Yahoo for the user Lance Kincaid. I Googled that name and found out he's a gay porn star. What's up with that? A Google ganger? You know, I hate to let the cat out of the bag, but we do have a former gay porn star that does tally up the votes for us. <laughs> You know, I mean, I didn't... I know you guys think it's just me and, and Lance here that right. do the show. Right. Like, I don't want people to be confused.
1: I'm not that Lance Kincaid, but um, he does tally up the vote votes for us. This is
2: Lance Wackerly, and Lance Kincaid, who's a friend of my brother's, tallies up the votes for us. And yes, he was a gay porn star, not anymore.
1: It's kind of amazing how much internet expertise he has, but I guess, you know, because he was, he was kind of getting over the hill at the time of the dot-com boom in California. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he was not be able to work in so many porn movies, so he was, I guess, just got into that whole dot-com boom, and that's where he picked up all his internet skills. Now that the dot-com bust has happened, you know, he has he's available to help us on stupid shit like this. Well, it's
2: amazing, because he works for a pittance. I don't know why he supports the show so much. But, have you uh, ever talked to
1: him about the films that he used to make? It was a lot of him getting rammed by, like, black dudes with huge cocks. He's a black cocks. guy, though,
2: isn't he? No, he's a white guy. Oh, he's a white guy? Okay. He likes to have... I've bef, never met bef, him. Be fucked by black dudes. Well, Google it. You know can, you'll see Google the titles it. of the movies. I should go Google Lance Kincaid, and you'll see the guy who tallies up our votes. But thank you, Daniel, for pointing that out. Uh, we also got an email here from Lee. He says, "Hey, fellas, you have a Facebook group, but it only has five members, including myself. Pathetic. You guys should join. I'm sure the other members would be so excited if you did." Also, you should have a look at (laughs) WiredPussy.com. The listener submission from the last episode may then make more sense to Lance. Keep up the sick work, Lee.
1: See, here's the problem with that type of an email. He wants us to go join his Facebook group, but then he tells us a a URL called Wired Pussy. Which which URL (laughs) do you think I'm going to go to and spend my time at?
2: You know, I don't even understand that. It's just like, okay... I think I'm going to get a wired pussy yeah, instead. And forget all about the Facebook. You know what? I actually did look at wired pussy, pleasure myself a couple times to yeah. it. Have you seen it? It's um, like a, No,
1: but I can... I don't really read the email as much as you do, but I can suspect <laughs> it has something to do with uh, shocking your female Dude, my girlfriend is interested in it. Yeah, it's really? kind of cool. Yeah?
2: yeah? she was like, yeah, it's a bunch of hot chicks with like wires in their pussies. Is she down with that
1: sort of thing in real life? Experimentation with You know, it?
2: I tried to shove a lamp in her snatch and she just wasn't down. <laughs> I got a black eye, a shiner now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Lee, you know what? I don't really do the Facebook thing. I I do the wire pussy thing. We do the MySpace thing. Yeah, I mean, the MySpace you thing. What was the difference so between lame. Facebook and MySpace? They're all lame. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, thanks for sending that in. Uh, and we also got a couple phone calls. One of the phone calls here was from Jolo. He says, just been making cunts out of ourselves on your drunk hotline. Sure, you'll take the piss but it's all good. Only just now managed to get up to date with your cast. Gutted. I've got to wait a week for a new one now. Might be an SF soon. How do you fancy a night on the piss? I'll try and make it a weekend so that Poof Wackerly hasn't got an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> How's your relationship with Bob Madigan? Night out with you three would be the bollocks. Bob for president. He's our hero. Lots of love. You fucking wankers. So this guy's... Is- a British guy, right? He likes to drink. Dude, you'll listen to voicemail, you can hardly understand the guy. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about.
1: I don't I mean, I can appreciate the fact that he can call me a pussy. I mean I, I probably agree with that. I would put <laughs> is that. Is that what a puff is? Whatever, yeah. I mean if it was a weeknight and he wanted to hang out, I wouldn't be down. But I don't think he knows what he's getting into when he says he wants to hang out with or Bob. Bob Madigan. Yeah. But that's all know. I'll say about Bob. I don't want to go into Put
2: it. Put this way if you wanted to get a, a chick in San Francisco, if you want to bed some hot San Francisco lassie, you're not going to do it with Bob Madigan, believe me. Or D. Simon or Lance Where yeah, are they Yeah, D. Simon's <laughs> probably going to ruin your chances, too. <laughs> I'll have a bloody nose all over her face. <laughs> but let's play one of these voicemails here. So uh, let's let's play one of Jill's, a couple of Jillo's phone calls. I mean, they're really hard for me to understand because I think he's pretty fucking wasted. Yeah. But they're really funny.
1: Which would make for a fun night out drinking, just not knowing what the fuck he was saying. But here we go. <laughs> Ian,
0: Simon, you're the bollocks, man. Uh, I thought you were just some dodgy fucking sceptics, like ranting on, on the podcast, but so you can catch the the same for hours. Fair play, mate. Keep up the good work. Peace.
2: What was that? <laughs>
1: We're the bollocks? I heard that one. The only the rest part I could understand
2: was bollocks, man. Something
1: about dodgy ranting on the podcast. What,
2: what does that mean? You're balls?
1: Yeah, but balls...
2: Uh, is a compliment there.
1: Well, it means... It's like, fuck, you know? It means lots of different things.
2: But now it sounds like Jolo's beginning the night of drinking. Or maybe yeah. he's already out. He's pretty He's pretty pissed. He's pretty wasted. And now he's, like, taking it to the next level.
1: Right, but he hasn't made it that— Because sometimes when you drink, you you start off and you get really sort of uh, agitated and it's and your speech gets fucked up. But then you get into that moment of He's clarity. not at that point yet, though. No, but then you get in that more of a— it go, it, and Then you get better. Then you're, like, drunk and you're like, Oh, man, I'm so smart and intelligent. Maybe it just sounds like that
0: to yourself. And that's
2: the point you grab your cell phone. Let's call those sick <laughs> yeah. and wrong motherfuckers. All There's right, what's this thing?
0: one? Did I say, what a drunk cunt. Lance, fair play here, man. Fair play. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that All one. All right,
2: we're drifting into incoherency here. <laughs> I, my prediction did not come
0: true.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be uh, <laughs> coherent from here on out. Here's the next one. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a, just a guttural <laughs> grunt. Well, you know what's funny? It's like he keeps making these phone calls. Right. I think he and, has
1: this on speed dial, which I would do if I, if it wasn't if I didn't talk to you all the fucking time, anyways.
2: 206-666-3846. Yeah. speed dial. Right. What's funny to me though is he probably has no idea that this even occurred, and no. he's going to remember when he listens to this episode. Well, we're like acting as his uh, surrogate diary. Yeah, we're like, hey, remember last night when you got really <laughs> drunk, passed out in your own puke, and fucked that fat chick? Here you go. I've
0: just taken about 10 pills of that mind-bending design drug, xC, and I don't want to bite any kid's lips off, so I don't know what the fuck
1: they're all about. <laughs> <laughs> he is. See, now he's got more clarity because some drugs are
2: involved. Well, you know what cracks me up? He's referencing a story we did, like, many podcasts ago where he was saying... About the says, East Asian yeah.
1: guy who lived in Massachusetts And bit who, his kid's lip off because yeah, he was all high problem. on E.
2: And this dude said he took 10 pills In England, they don't fuck around, dude
1: Well, and truth be told When you're dialing into the Sick and Rock drunk dial line You're going to tend to exaggerate things, right?
2: I don't know, man I bet you this toothless wonder over here <laughs> yeah. He'll be
1: toothless before the night is Because somebody's going to beat his ass All right, ready for the next yep. one?
0: All right, please this is how thing am um, being from England. <laughs> yeah, and, um, uh, Jesus, man, all the fuck. You said this is the drunk line and all that. But, man, keeping it real, like, beavers and butter, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> drinks, like good. Shit, <laughs> nice one. thank you uh, I'm
2: an idiot. <laughs> Wait, did he just end that with, I'm an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I, love I, how, can,
1: I can understand that.
2: But I love how he calls us Beavis and Butthead. No, and he's I, want, like,
1: I want that to be the new motto of <laughs> Sick and Wrong. Keeping it real like Beavis and Butthead.
2: Keeping it real like Beavis and Butt. You know, maybe that's what we should change it to. Instead of saying the world source for antisocial commentary, Yeah, Sick and Wrong, keeping it real like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Are there any more? There's one more, but I don't think it's from this guy. Unless he's
1: really – he's so high that he
2: like – his voice oh changed. no no no! This is the second we we got a series of other calls here. This is the most incoherent from this guy. I don't know if this guy was drunk, if he's on speed, but he sounds kind of like a serial killer. So this isn't Jolo. Jolo's the guy that left all these drunken ecstasy. Uh, that
1: last message about Beavis and Butthead was the, that, that was, was Jolo. The end of
2: his that night. was and uh, thank you Jolo for uh, leaving those messages and people. We invite you to call the sick and wrong hotline. 206-666-3846. We'll ridicule you on the air as well. But this uh, next call here is from someone completely different who is rather scary. I listen to this one. Play, Play this one here. Hello? Stop doing this podcast immediately or you will get cancer. This is not a joke. You will be dead within a year.
1: That's disturbing.
2: No, isn't that just kind of disturbing? The pause, the pregnant pause.
1: I'm gonna assume that when he says you'll get cancer, he's talking about you.
2: No, I think he's talking about both of us.
1: Wouldn't that be the plural from the uh, the Deep South use? Or, <laughs> or y'all? y'all? Or y'all? Y'all?
2: Yeah, I don't think he's he's uh, like Alf. Y'all get cancer now. No, I don't think that's coming. Didn't Alf Al say that? Y'all come <laughs> back now or something?
1: That was from the Beverly Hillbillies. No, it Alf. wasn't.
2: Alf used to say that.
1: <laughs> I think you have your, conf, your your sitcoms and decades <laughs>
2: confused. But anyway, that was like the ring. I do. I feel like it's like it's an the ill ring. omen. Aren't you a little creeped out by that? Do we
1: need to mark the date and next year, like both go in for biopsies or something? Well, you
2: know, it's, it's completely anonymous. There's no email address. It's just a weird anonymous phone call from someone who's predicting that if we continue the show. We're going to die of cancer.
1: There's no way to trace it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from inside the studio.
2: But you know what, though, dude? If I had a dollar for every time we received one of these calls, I'd probably have six dollars. I, I... <laughs> I think we've received <laughs> right. six calls of people saying, stop this now. What the fuck is wrong with you reprobates?
1: There are a lot of just general ones. And then there was the woman who like was mad that we were making fun of the. People who put their miscarried fetuses up on the internet.
2: Yeah, I know what. I don't know Seriously, I don't know what crawled into her cunt and died. I was going to say... But she was like, seriously.
1: I was going to say, if I had a cancer cell for every cigarette I smoked <laughs> this week, I'd probably have cancer. <laughs> so I probably will have cancer next week. But it really has nothing to do with this phone call.
2: No, it has to do with cigarettes. But I am kind of paranoid about it. Yeah, it's a little creepy.
1: It's like The Ring. Some Some girl with goth hair over her face is going to come and... Well, maybe I kind of like I just, this idea. You know,
2: what, what is she, she going to do to me in my bed tonight? But my oh, question is, what fun. motivates someone to do that? Hatred of us. Okay, but the now, show. now she says so, or well, it's he, a guy. he said, yeah, he says you're going to get cancer. What if he said next week you'll break your penis? Would you stop doing the show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, by next week, what do you? We've already. Done, would that would that help if we just didn't do next week? That would stop the curse.
2: I don't know. Is there a sick and wrong curse now? Yeah, I think
1: there is. I'd wear a cup cup and a jackstrap and all that rigmarole.
2: I'm not going to buy into it. And you know what? Fuck you. We're not stopping the show. (laughs) Whatever. Cancer or no cancer, I'll do it till my deathbed. Well, uh, people, go give us a call on the Sick and Wrong Drunk Dial line. Truly is the Drunk Dial hotline. 206-666-3846. You can also see the number on our website at com. Well, that about does it here for episode 108. We're definitely out of time. Uh, If you haven't already, go give us a vote on Podcast Alley. It's a new month. We could use your votes. And uh, as always, subscribe to the show on iTunes, because iTunes is where everyone goes to find podcasts.
1: That's where the cool kids are at now.
2: Definitely. (laughs) So we'll be back next week with episode 109. Until then, take a sleazy.
1: Good night. (laughs)
0: at TankTV.com.